Welcome to Inclusion Unlocked, where we explore the changing equity, diversity and inclusion landscape, bringing you fresh perspectives, lived experiences, practical tips and next practice. I'm Sasha Scott and I'm the founder and CEO of Inclusive Group. We're an equity, diversity and inclusion consultancy in the business of behaviour. Alongside our guests, we'll be exploring challenging topics and focusing on action, considering the practical steps that each of us can take, whether we're leaders, HR practitioners or colleagues, all of which are aimed to unlock inclusion in our workplace. So today I'm thrilled to be joined by Sunny Patel, founder of Dish Dash Deeds. Sunny is a certified health, fitness and lifestyle coach with a special interest in gut health. After spending 10 years in senior corporate roles and fueled by his own personal experiences, Sonny took his career in a new direction, making it his mission to show people, leaders and organisations the art of being gut healthy. In today's episode, Sonny will share some of the personal experiences that inspire and drive his work, and we'll explore the connection between gut and mind. So good morning, Sunny. Thank you so much again for joining us. I'm I'm super excited. I woke up this morning and I thought, okay, great. I know I've got this conversation. I've so enjoyed meeting you before. So I'm really ha- I'm really excited to dive in. Yeah, look, I'm so happy to be here, Sasha. Um, I kind of follow a lot of your work, so it's a privilege to be here. I didn't wake up as excited because obviously this is quite. A nice, daunting experience, but a pleasurable experience. So I'm really looking forward to diving deeper with oh, you. Oh, great. It's a pleasure talking with you anyway. Oh, bless you. Bless you. Well, let's go. Let's go. So, Sonny, you are, um, and this is the first person I've ever met my whole life, a culinary medicine coach. Amazing. I want to know exactly what that is. And obviously also a published clinical scientist. Um, I want to know what that is. But my first question is, you've also got very much background, you know, as a leader in the corporate space. And I'm really interested in what promoted jumping out of corporate into culinary. Yeah, so it's, it's a great question. It's one of those interview questions, isn't it? Why did you do this? And you almost feel like the answer you give will govern the, <laughs> the, the perception of it all. But I guess for me, and I guess, you know, in the world of kind of leadership, we always kind of are mentored and hold that kind of, you know, that important phrase, you know, the best leaders are the authentic leaders. And I have to say, I think that my journey has come kind of through my experience of learning my or finding my authentic self. So I've loved the corporate space. I started off as a clinician scientist, which is basically a scientist that also works in clinical practice, as opposed to just doing kind of bench work, like working with cells. I worked with patients. And so I've always been intrigued in the healthcare space, and I've loved everything to do with health and well-being. Um, But I was one of those... um, kind of frank, candid people that realised that in order for me to survive and buy the house that I wanted, I needed to go to the corporate world. I wanted a bonus. So I I went to the corporate space and I had good 10 years there, kind of rising the ranks. 
Um, but unfortunately, I, I have um, Crohn's um, colitis and IBS, and I think I've had to navigate that for the last seven or so years. And ultimately, in lockdown 2.0, I was hospitalized. And I think that gave me that kind of look in the mirror, thinking, actually, what is it that you want to do with life? And I've always used food as my creative outlet on so many things. So I thought, actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reset my life. I'm going to rediscover kind of my passion for what I want to do. So I kind of retrained in culinary medicine, which is like nutritional therapy. So it uses kind of nutrition and medical science and evidence to understand how to help improve people's lives in and outside of the workspace. So I decided I'm going to quit uh, a wonderful job and actually redo this again. So yes, that's a very long story, but it kind of shows you that it's not as simple as just me waking up one day and saying, you know what, sod it, I'm going to do this. There's been a... <laughs> process but the universe has also told me like this is the direction that you should be going mm. in and and that story um i think is it's very relatable not not the hospitalization part and i'm, I'm so sorry that, mm. that that has happened to you and um it's it where i find it relatable in a corporate space is i think so many people have as a consequence of going through the pandemic you started to reevaluate purpose, and it yes. feels to me that you you have found your your purpose. Yeah, no, thank possibly. you. That's, that's, yeah, that's so sweet of you to say. I love how you have to put the possibility. We always have to caveat it when we become entrepreneurs, right? But no, I, I definitely have to say, you know, um, throughout my kind of leadership career and having like reverse mentoring, etc. I remember my mentor always saying that you are your best when you find your purpose and i remember when i started doing lunch and learns in my workspace and people came to me and said you know what? i've seen you in a completely different way and i started realizing that actually this is my purpose this is what feeds my soul this is what makes me want to do what i want to do so you're definitely right i think Purpose is such a loaded word, isn't it, in the corporate space? We always have to mm. find out kind of raison d'etre. Otherwise, we'll never be the best leader we possibly can be. But I would say sometimes a purpose can present itself in the most kind of unopportune moments, you know, as much as I know mm. it was harrowing being in hospital. But for me, I think I almost needed it. Definitely yeah. needed it find my purpose so situations can sometimes arise and yeah I definitely will say the way that I talk about this the way that I'm geeky about it the way that I explore things definitely is my purpose um, these days okay fantastic fantastic um so a lot of us um know very little um about the link between the gut and the mind mm -hmm. Am I right in saying there is actually quite a strong connection? And can you explain more about why that might be important from an individual and possibly even from a you know human in the employee workplace space as well? Really want to know gut mind and how we link it to corporate. Yeah, sure. So it's a fantastic question. I think a lot of people underestimate gut health as a whole. We always kind of assume and think it's like a digestive problem. You know, we always kind of silo people with gut health issues thinking, oh, they're the ones that are probably running off to the toilet or not going to the toilet. We always limit it to particular symptoms. But actually, the gut is almost the epicenter of health is what I call it, because the gut is an ecosystem. It's not just your stomach or your intestines. It's literally from the point where food enters um, your body, so from the mouth, 
all the way to the point where food exits your body. So when you go to the toilet. So it's one of the largest ecosystems. And one of our largest nerves, which is called the vagus nerve, is actually connecting the gut to the brain. So we actually now know more so with science that the brain and the gut are physically linked, but also then within our ecosystem, we have what we call the gut microbiome. A lot of people hear about the gut bacteria. And actually, there's positive effects between this link, this physical link between our gut and our brain, because our gut also creates 90% of our serotonin. And we need serotonin for good digestion and overall well-being. And the rest is made by the brain. So you can see, actually, if there's an interlink, it's going to give positive outcomes to the body and overall kind of dampen down that fight or flight. So in the workspace, we generally start have started to notice some of the common kind of ailments or conditions that the employees complain about is fatigue, burnout, minor illnesses, which is down to poor immune health, musculoskeletal issues, also gut health, poor nutrition and sleep. And if we dive deeper in all of those issues, we actually start finding that the gut health and optimizing gut health can have a positive impact on all of these things. Now, these top seven ailments aren't things that I've plucked out. Actually, the government have actually done a survey of thousands of people, employee base, and actually said these are the top seven illnesses or health concerns in the um, workspace. And actually, I've seen with science, and what I do is actually, if we look at gut health and look at how we can positively impact brew, um, kind of brain health, mood, fatigue, it has a positive impact on engagement. Mm. And on productivity and you you've mentioned with kind of lockdown and the pandemic engagement scores have gone down overall in a lot of industries in the workspace because we've almost now created our own safe spaces working away from the office and actually yeah. we started noticing now that actually once we start returning in the office our expectation of well-being is definitely 10 times more than it was yes. before a gut health approach definitely does help in so many things and especially engagement because it creates a conversation, a safe space for people to be able to talk about their health concerns and then work in a positive solution basis. So that was a very long roundabout way to talk about gut health, but hopefully it shows you it's not just as simple as how we see health, which is if you have a problem, let's solve it. Gut health mm. allows you to look at kind of well-being in a 360 degree approach and actually provide okay. long-term sustainable approaches in the workplace as well. Okay, so this is what got me super excited in us talking together and working together because, you know, again, what I hear from our clients is you, that em employee wellness is, is front and centre of everything. And it clearly mm -hmm. links with inclusivity and how people are and how they feel. But I think taking a holistic approach to wellness and looking mm -hmm. at it, you know, from, you know, from all elements is really critical. And I, I, and I think that often organizations compartmentalize, they go, okay, so we're doing something over here on menopause, and then we're doing something over here on um, EDI, and then we're doing some micro behaviors. Oh, and then there's a sleep, yeah, sleep session. And actually mm -hmm. rolling it all up into a more concrete program and starting with the gut, I think is the way forward. Um, really to helping educate people. And I'm wondering, Sunny, and again, I know mm -hmm. I'm going off script here, but- no, one one of the corporate concerns at the moment and certainly something we see is that culture is fragmenting as a mm -hmm. consequence of working in a hybrid way is gut health and indeed food 
um, one of the ways that we can bring people back into an office environment, um, and I'm not talking 24-7, by the way, for all those people who are going, whoa, Sasha, forget it. I'm talking about how do we um, pull back a little bit more of culture into the workplace? Can we do that through education around gut health? Can we do this through food? Because surely the two are, are linked. What do you think? Yeah. I think it's, it's a fantastic question, and I think it's the million-dollar question. What is wellness in the workspace, right? And I think what happens is a lot of companies think they've nailed down wellness, very much like you say, which is compartmentalise it, because we almost think characteristically we should tailor health and wellness in the workplace like we tailor branding and marketing in the open space, which is let's serve a niche for particular things. So we'll say, right, this month is going to be mental health. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about mental health. Then we're going to do sleep. Then we'll do something menopause. And it's because we relate it to what we're hearing on the kind of media grapevine. But I definitely agree with you. And the science is abundant in showing actually you should create health and wellness in a more of a holistic umbrella approach because there's so many dimensions and pillars that feed or interconnect or have a symbiotic relationship, culture, EDNI, sustainability, employee mm. well-being. You know, it's more than just ticking the box of let's have an EAP and let's have some wellness ambassadors. And I know, let's make sure we put a fruit basket every day because that's what wellness is about. right? And we jest about it, but actually this is what we think is wellness. And, and I would argue very much to your point is actually there's different entry points for different organizations that have different cultures and different employee base. And food I have found is a fantastically powerful entry point because when we look at social history, we look at psychology, behavior change, we look at any culture, gender, creed, race, food is one of those anchoring kind of pillars that we can mm -hmm. all relate to. And it's polarizing, right? We always get those office jokes like, oh, can you smell what that other person's eating? Or can you see what that other person's mm. eating? Yeah. There's a positive aspect to that. Yes. It's created yeah. conversation. It's evoked different senses. And actually, if we look at calorie intake in the workplace, two thirds of your daily calorie intake on average comes from the workplace alone. So for me, I thought if the science is there and we've got enough evidence to show food is a fantastic entry point, it would be great to actually use food, gut health and other aspects of health to make that conversation kind of louder and prouder. So I definitely agree it's there. We're not there yet. There's only some very innovative companies that would work with the likes of me and actually say, yes, we see this as a really fantastic way of engaging our employee base and empowering them. And I do think in the next three, four, five years, it will grow. And hopefully we're going to be on the forefront um, of that offering. Yeah, really. but absolutely. Absolutely. And, I, and as an entrepreneur, um, you created Dish Dash Deets which mm -hmm. from our understanding is all about creating delicious plant-based dishes when you're in a hurry. Um, how would that help my gut health? And to what extent can, can food you know, be used in the corporate space as, as inclusive? I'm just trying to take all the great stuff you do. <laughs> Tell me more about Dish Dash Deets, gut health and inclusion. Yeah, so it's great. So Dish Dash Deets is a company that I set about running on three pillars, which is coaching, education and food. And we've already mentioned food as the, the entry point. Um, and I've used my own kind of social proof and evidence that I've gained having kind of 
um, for the right relationships, but also the wrong relationships with food and how it impact it really did adversely impact my role and capability as a leader. And I actually wanted to then show people can use food in a different number of ways to one, create kind of conversations, but two, to learn and three, to empower for us all to make our own conscious, healthy decisions, but to make healthy decisions more of approachable kind of a thought process. And gut health, we've seen from the science that actually diet and nutrition is one of the main pillars. So it doesn't mean that we need to go on this convoluted process of doing diets, like how media have made us think about diets, but it's just generally, how can we have our day-to-day -day habitual eating patterns that benefit gut but which will then in turn benefit lung kidney brain heart you know immune health generally every single plethora of health that we think of and it hits the three or four kind of main pillars which is eating as much fiber as we possibly can so we need to hit 30 grams of fiber a day but we only realize that you know we only get 18 grams of fiber a day getting right. as many plant points so 30 unique plant points so that's 30 different fruits vegetables nuts legumes pulses fresh herbs nut milk and you can see it's a plethora of different things yeah so if you can get 30 different plant points a week that has a benefit positive aspect to gut health and then the final thing is adding fermented food so these are probiotics so instead oh, of taking yeah. some yeah anything that has a live source of bacteria so this can be miso tempeh yogurt particular milks particular cheeses as well um, and it's really showing that actually you can use diet and nutrition and foods that mother nature provides as a positive way of impacting your overall okay. health and your work kind of patterns as well because it will have a positive impact on nutrition absorption sleep energy right. fatigue it just helps without you thinking right i've got to hit one thing every single day gut health actually if you hit gut health you'll have a positive benefit on everything right so when i hear all of that i'm like oh my god i'm completely exhausted by all of that plethora of stuff yes. i need to put in my mouth how mm -hmm. can how, how how do you make that accessible and easy without it making me feel Oh, I'm going to have to go to this supermarket and get this and whatever. Like, mm. is how how can we make this easy for people so they go right? I've nailed this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so a lot of my approaches is about approachability, and we generally find that people kind of um, stop with particular things. It may be even exercise because of time and money. Mm -hmm. Those are always you mean main levers or leakage. Yes. Yeah. A lot of my recipes and a lot of the things that I do with coaching is always centered on the why. And I think once you nail the why and the how, you realize that actually having 30 plant points is very easy. You can have porridge in the morning. Oats is already going to be one of your plant points, as would oat milk or almond milk. So that's already. Okay. When you add some berries, you can add three or four different types of berries. You've already hit six or seven plant points. Add right. a bit of cinnamon, add a bit of cocoa, add some nuts. And it's just showing people that actually by educating, yeah. showing it's very easy. One dish can already have 10 of your plant points. Right. And some of my recipes would go all the way up to 20 plant points. And it will already be things that you have in your larder. Things like using turmeric. How do you use turmeric? Pair it with um, black pepper because black pepper increases the absorption. How do you get all your amino acids or your protein without thinking that you have to buy expensive cuts of meat? So it's really showing you that you can okay. afford 
the time and the money because it's not expensive being gut healthy. You don't need all these wonder kind of right. things. You don't need to spend so much. All my shopping, I say to people, you could even do it in the reduced style. You can actually find gut healthy products available in that reduced style. You go to that supermarket yeah. at 7 p.m. You can fill up quite your supermarket trolley. And then it's all about planning. You can make three or four dishes which will be gut healthy. And those will also be great lunch dishes as well. So I show people that yeah. if you're a single working parent, if you're a young family, if you're a young leader, if you're a busy leader, yeah. you know, there's ingredients and recipes that you can make and batch make which will then have a positive okay that but that sounds brilliant because now suddenly it sounds a lot more accessible also Mm -hmm. i think given the economic backdrop being able to shop in a way that's not hideously expensive and it's sustainable and we're not wasting really important i watched um, a really good um podcast by angela harnett over the weekend who's particularly a particular favorite chef of mine and she yes. uh, again inherited from her italian grand nonna um waste nothing and and it, it motivated me to be like right i need to repackage this put that back in the fridge etc but yeah. um I, what i'm hearing from from you is that if we can focus on gut health in a way mm-hmm. that actually we're a little bit more organized. It doesn't have to cost a fortune. The positive benefits that will come out there, are, you know, from our own sort of brain perspective and our own um, you know, sense of feeling wellness and, and hopefully a sense of connection with what we're doing. And that might mean the people around us. There are multiple benefits. Um, so for last last question for you, like what are you having for supper? <laughs> and uh, I want to know, so you can make yeah. it up, because I haven't prepped you in any of this, but because my stomach's like literally rumbling now and I think okay, I'm going to take, I'm going to, I'm going to not only have invited you on the podcast and, and hopefully you're going to be working with us soon, but it's also um, about, right, oh, oh, tell me what you're eating for supper. Yeah, so no, look, I actually do have the answer because food is so important to me. I'm going to be making a hot pot this evening. And I don't mean a Lancashire hot pot. I actually mean a Chinese hot pot. So I'm going to make some broth and really very simple miso broth. I've got some miso paste, some water, and I'll put some aromatics like some ginger, lemongrass and some... Um, green onions and then I've just got lots and lots of vegetables from the Chinese supermarket so I've got lotus root I've got six or seven different types of mushrooms so I've got enoki oyster shiitake mushrooms mm. I've got some pak choy some carrots um, some tofu different types of tofu and I'm just gonna put it put it on front of the dining table my partner and I are going to eat away because it, it's exactly what you said other than the nutritional aspects of the food it's a social element as well and that dish is costing me all of about 10 pounds and I'm I've wow. got enough to make it two or three times so it's affordable wow I'm picking all of my plant points there as well amazing you know, so amazing making sure. wow okay well um could you lay the table for three because yes. I'm coming over. I'm coming over. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm aware time is always our enemy. And uh, unfortunately, we haven't touched on the other elements. Uh, I know both of us share some similar stories around, um, you know, finding ourselves. And, and mm. you know, hopefully we'll follow that up on, a, on another podcast. But um, I, I just want to say from me, you know, thank you so much. I, I feel that this has been really, really valuable. It's been literally packed with loads of different 
um, advice and education. Um, and, you know, we really continue to look forward to being collaborating with you. But thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. I, I, I love talking about this and I love being able to talk to someone like you, Sasha, who really does see potential in new innovative approaches to the workspace. And I do think holistic health and gut health is one of those ways forward. But amazing what you're doing. I love everything that you're doing. And I can't wait to partner with you. Brilliant. Thank you. Sunny, thank you so much for sharing your personal experiences with us today and for the work that you are doing leading to bring a new generation of health and wellbeing offerings into the workplace. And thanks to everyone who's tuned into this episode of Inclusion Unlocked. If hearing from Sunny has inspired you to do more in your workplace, we'd love to hear from you. Inclusive Group works with a number of expert practitioners like Sunny to provide education and commercial solutions helping you drive real change when it comes to well-being, culture and inclusion. And we work extensively with organisations, HR functions and leadership teams to navigate a changing diversity landscape. If you'd like to hear more about our work or to arrange a conversation, please click on the link on the landing page of this episode and follow the link to our website.